All right, everybody. I discussed uh, when we before in the, earlier in this retrospective of the Indiana Jones franchise. I want to discuss real quickly now that I've seen the final film and talk about you fucking hateful internet trolls. Um, this is where you lose half our listening audience. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It amazes me, these people who destroyed this film before it even got released with lies and just making up shit. Rumor. And a rumor. And if not, giving away the film itself if they did find something else out. You bunch of hateful bastards. And I don't get why you do it. But I'm talking about the people that hide in their mom and dad's basement. They just surf the internet to find a reason to dismantle something. Um, I don't know why they went after this film. It's just, it sucks because thanks to COVID, the, the film industry is slowly dying because of people have their own home theater experience now and so forth. And so these films that are coming out with these bigger budgets need every dime they can. Now, the good thing that came out from this, nobody's listening to those internet trolls because it looks like the, the, the standard viewing audience member are really enjoying this film. But however, what, what you are doing is you're destroying the box office receipts for these films. Now, this uh, bombed. It might have some life uh, when uh, the new Mission Impossible comes up. Because I think it's going to hold steady and maintain its numbers, hopefully. But you causing this kind of uh, chaos, you're now going to see less movies coming out in the theater. No more blockbusters going to be made. Independent films gone. Because companies like Paramount will always feed the independent with their dollars that they make from these films. So that's going to be gone. So all you're going to have now in, I say, probably 10 years' time is going to be Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, and YouTube. That's it. 
theaters are going to be dead. You might have some independent QFT cinemas that we have locally here that might still open because they, they play a lot of classics and stuff. So you might see that. But the blockbuster's gone now. That's it. And it's because of you people. That's it. I mean, there's you. So congratulations. You must be proud that this film wasn't a box office hit. Critically, it did well, which I'm proud of. But thanks to you guys, you're destroying cinema. So there you go. I'm glad, glad, okay. glad, you, I'm, I'm glad you're proud of yourselves. Can I just, um, yeah, just a couple of things I would like to add to that. Um, basically, um, you said you don't know why they do it. Well, actually, the guys on YouTube, who basically, um, something it's a pet hate of mine, basically reviewing films based on trailers, and, you know, um, which is just, you know, are based on rumour and stuff, which it's just a pet hate of mine. You, you shouldn't be reviewing anything unless you've watched the film, watched the TV show, or read the book or whatever, that you're, whatever it is you're reviewing. But anyway, the reason that they do it on YouTube is essentially money. There is big money to be made. I mean, I'm talking millions here. And for the bigger YouTube so-called stars, there is a major money to be made here in ad revenue. So it's basically clickbait. So what they do, um, even if you look at the title of their videos, um, it, it's something outrageous like, Indie will fail! Uh, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. So there is major... Th- these guys have made serious careers and making big money at it through ad revenue and sponsorship and stuff like that for their U- YouTube channels. And yes, there will always be these outrageous um, you know, videos and also outrageous titles for the videos that's the big reason that they do it and you know if you want to blame anything blame social media um social media yeah yeah they're scumbags Mm -hmm. and they got no talent i mean they're they're you know they they claim they're fans of cinema and they claim they have these cool posters of all these great movies you know that we all love and admire but they're not fans they're sellouts yeah, well, they're, my my major they're leeches, is they're leeches to the actual talent that they're putting down. Um, so well, my my major issue is anyone reviewing something based a film based on a trailer or some rumor or whatever or some you know casting or whatever. I, that's why I will never get involved in that crap because it's basically yes, I read spoilers, but that's just up to me, and I don't spoil it for other people. You know, and yes, I will have maybe with this film, I had certain, um, you know, was a little bit sort of nervous about certain aspects of it, but I kept my mouth shut because I haven't seen it yet. It's quite simply, I hadn't seen it, um, you know, and that's the bottom line. Um, but, um, you know, obviously everyone's entitled to their opinion, but at the same time, you don't review something or give your thoughts on something, which is more or less um, in the form of a review. If you haven't seen it or read it, whatever it is you're reviewing. Um, yeah, regarding um, your point about cinema being dead or dying, I don't know. Um, I think, you know, these things come in waves and, you know, peaks and troughs. Uh, I do agree that the internet sort of shit um, surrounding this one did ruin it a lot. Um, also, the some of the reviews that come out from the sort of so-called mainstream um, sort of publications and reviewers, um, you know, d- didn't help either. Um, there were all other factors, but yes, the main one was social media and you know um, that sort of thing. What um, I, I I don't think cinema will, will die. I mean, last year Maverick, you know that Top Gun film, that, that was an absolute roaring success. Covid's obviously one a factor as well. Film. What? 
Yes, I know. One I know what film one. out of the hundreds that are being made. But I like to remain. I, I don't know. Maybe yes. You know, streaming services and people having like basically TVs the size of fucking cinema screens in their house. Um, yes, that's all. They're obviously factors as now, well. This movie tanked because of the people I mentioned. Period. That's what I said. Yeah, and and so, and they're gonna keep doing it. They're they're just scum. Listen, what we do, we review films, and I've ripped on films. But I am fair with most of my reviews. I wait to see the fucking movie. Yeah, I was I, just about to say. I, I watch it three fucking times. I analyze it. And then I give you reasons to why I really didn't enjoy it. And I will break it down. That is a fair review. Yeah. And I just, let's just move on. Let's just fuck it. I, I think you and I had our points shouted out. Yeah. I hope nobody gets angry with us and disconnects us because they like those YouTubers and shit. Sorry, but they, they're... Go see the film. Don't let anyone judge... Don't let anyone judge your own opinion. Just go see it. I, All I, that's based on gossip and rumors and with the consensus with the fan base so far, they're loving it. Go see it. I would say as well that... Um yeah, not all YouTubers we're talking about, but there is a loud vocal minority. Obviously, not everyone on YouTube doing reviews and stuff are doing this shit, uh, but it is the ones who, you know, sort of, who do the most outrageous stuff, you know, the most outrageous. They're, yes, yeah. and they're the ones that are tainting the other ones who are actually doing something productive. Yes. Like ourselves. Yes. So, tainting, That's you can use that word over here, right? Yes, yes, tainting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought it was a naughty word over here or something. No, no. You, uh, you guys have such different, you know, some of the words I use from the States Yeah, is a no-no over here, so I always get confused. And vice versa. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, yeah. I know that um, the word wanker um, is quite an offensive term in, in the UK, but in the States, you, it doesn't bother you guys, but then there's other words that bother you guys that we use sort of casually, you know? But, yeah, yeah. yeah. I found out the hard way on that one. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna jump into this one. Um, I said my piece, and uh, just embrace the film industry, guys. It needs it. Um, yeah, uh, just fuck it. All right, we'll see what happens next week. Hopefully, it will have a research. All right, here we are. Oh, saying goodbye to the man with the fedora. The, the old grave digger himself, Indiana Jones. The greatest action uh, hero. Yeah, I've seen this a few times now. Uh, I will say I'm a little burnt out. I think it's because we did all the Indiana Jones. Plus, I saw this one a few times. And it's just, uh, well, we're, we try to take a little breather for a few days <laughs> to marinate and then jump into it. Um, so we can have a little, you know, Breathing room. <laughs> All right, we're back with Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. With this one, we have Indiana Jones, Helena, or Wombat. We have Ronaldo, Marion, Sala, Mason, uh, Colonel Weber, Basil Shaw, Clabber, Hulk, Teddy, and Dr. Voller. Those are our main guys in this one. And uh, let's start off with my first disappointment. Yes, I am. Paramount always owns Raiders of Lost Ark. The Indiana Jones franchise always has. 
And then the beginning of all the Paramounts, uh, all the uh, Paramount releases of the Indiana Jones franchise, it always opened up with the Paramount logo. But then the Paramount logo, which is a mountain, would turn into something that's in the film. Yes. Whether another mountain, the groundhog, was in the crystal skull. They always kind of kind of a little fun. They didn't do it for this one. Because Paramount doesn't have the rights. It's gone to Disney. So we didn't get our little mountain image uh, to mirror the Paramount logo like we usually do. You know, I know it sounds silly. But it kind of takes it away a little bit. Because you kind of, that's the opening. You know what I mean? It's kind of like having Star Wars without those long credits in the beginning. Yeah, or if um, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Exactly. Exactly. Now, we the, the story is different. <laughs> um, and uh, we always talked about how the, the film's always based their ideas or their main uh, treasure that they're looking for is based on a real life product or an artifact or something. The Holy Grail, the Ark of the Covenant, the thugs and whatever happened. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the thuggy cults. The, the thuggy cults and the voodoo. Um, and even the aliens with the, you know, the old Aztec scrib- scribblings and so forth. Now, this is based on a true artifact. Um, I'm going to butcher this, so my apologies. We're just going to call it the Dial of Destiny, but the actual name is the Anakathera. Yes. Anakathera mechanism was a real artifact, and it was incredibly advanced for its time, and it was considered the first computer ever devised, but its main purpose was a navigational device, not for time travel. No, it was so for time go. travel. No, it wasn't for time I travel. I know, joking, for time's sake. Oh, okay. I'm playing along with the film. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. But uh, uh, clearly, in this film, it is for time travel. So there you go. Uh, well, let's start off with the massive intro. I don't know where to begin. The de-aging was fucking brilliant. It was like watching an old Raiders film from the, uh, was it the 1939, I think, this or 38. I think this when this was when we opened up in yes well no this is in nineteen forty four oh it's forty four this is the end of World War Two yes yes as Hitler's losing the war yeah so let's talk I love the hanging thing yes. I thought that was fun as fuck um, and again it all goes back to pure dumb luck and escapism when it comes to Indiana Jones yeah bomb just and happens you, to happen yeah and you get plenty of this and it doesn't go off <laughs> at first it doesn't go off otherwise if it did he'd be dead. Uh, but again, yeah, don't have to explain it because it's Indiana Jones. And the funny thing is, when you read, when you watching this film and people watching it from Crystal Skull, Crystal Skull, they were seem to be rolling their eyes at this kind of stuff a lot. We talked about that with that one, but this one, I think people are on board with it. And they're actually the time travel bit is one part they're okay with, which fucking freaks me out. I, I'm I'm totally okay with it. Um, so it's weird. I think. People did what we did, and we talked about this, Trevor, in the last podcast, where we watched all the Indiana Jones, and we, we came to understand what he is yeah. and, the, and, and how he gets away with these things. So I think people were more prepared. It's escapism. For this one. Yeah. I think people have realized what Indiana Jones really is about. Yeah. Dumb luck. 
Yeah, it's a escapism, but also a nod to the old sort of, you know, boys' own type pulps. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it totally works. You're not, they're not documentaries, as I've said before in these podcasts about Indiana Jones. You're now, really the whole, yeah, of course. Now, this is where we meet uh, Shah, who will be kind of uh, the main focal point of the, of, the, uh, of the film, even though he's not in it for the whole film. Basil Shaw, played by Toby Basil Jones, Shaw. the brilliant Toby to- Jones. Toby Jones. Now the whole train sequence is fun as fuck. I love that get when the uh, was it the, not a Gatlin gun, but it was just a fucking a gun that takes down planes. Yes, turns on itself. Yeah, and it starts killing everyone in the train. Yep. Um, the sound. I don't know if the theater you guys saw you saw it out, but the sound of those gun, the bullets just flying through the glass and yes. tearing into those fuckers was fucking awesome. And hitting the sort of German soldiers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now he was going after the dagger of Christ. Yeah, it was the lance of something. Yeah, yeah, it that's was, the, the, the dagger that kind of put an end to Christ. It yeah, it drew his blood. It drew the the blood of Christ on the cross. Yeah, yes. So he said it was fake. Mm-hmm. Was that that was their main? They were never looking for the Tao of Destiny. That just fell in their lap. Yes, and were introduced to Baller, which is Mads Milkison's character. Yes, who. It is priority is the Dial of Destiny. Um, and so there's a scene where Indiana Jones is running through the, the train and he sees this treasure treasure car. Yeah. It has all these treasures in it. It's all the stolen sort of um, yeah. stuff by the Nazis, which yes. is actually um, historically accurate. Hitler yes. was obsessed with the occult and he did have teams going out and sort of robbing ancient artifacts and stuff, you know, plundering them. And he was going through each one, going fake, fake. No, this is real. This is real. This is all real. This needs to be in a museum. Yes. Um, did you see the? <laughs> I, I I actually looked this up, so it wasn't me being clever. The holy grenade from the Holy Grail. <laughs> right. The, it's the holy, in there. I thought the it's Holy on, Grail was there. Yeah. It's on the no. It's on the shelf. You know the Holy Grenade used. In uh-huh. Mighty Python's The Holy Grail. Oh, sorry. No, I didn't notice that. No. You know the holy grenade that kills yeah. the bunny, I think? No, no. I, I didn't notice that. <laughs> it was on the shelf. <laughs> right. That was kind of funny. Uh, I read up on it, and then I went to see the movie again, and I saw it, and I started laughing. But I, there's, there's sort of like ancient cups there and stuff, and I thought one of them looked like the one, the wrong grail, the, the one that's not the grail that Donovan drinks from. But it could be just yeah. me. Yeah, it could be in there. They had the Ark in uh, Christmas Skull. Yeah. So, you never know. Now, I do like the whole... I like seeing uh, Thomas Krenzman. He always plays a baddie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the colonel. And nice little fight between him and Indy. He obviously gets shot and gets it. And then Mad shows up. Uh, Dr. Voller. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now, he gets banged pretty good with that... Uh, I think it's a water tank. Mm-hmm. And he gets hit and he gets kicked off the train before he could do anything to Indiana Jones. I would like to have seen him come back with some kind of cool scar from that. Something. Because, yeah. fuck, he took a hit. But see, there's a trend now where... I'm, I'm, you said about scar. There's a trend now where people uh, and studios are no longer having villains with um, facial scars. I'm serious. 
because it's considered offensive to people with facial scars. I'm being completely serious. But oh, fuck off. I am being 100% serious here. There was a lot of criticism for the recent Bond film, No Time to Die, because they featured a scarred villain again, and there because there's been a bit of an outcry where they don't... I'm serious. Where um, um, basically scarred villains are considered offensive. So like every single Bond <laughs> villain, basically. <laughs> fuck me. Yes. Well, there goes there goes Two Face in the new Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking millennial, fucking whiny ass. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm not taking. I'm not cutting this out. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get. I want to get their pieces of shit and just edit it. <laughs> you know, like anything Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like. I'm offended by this. Yeah. Um, I'm offended you know. by Taylor Swift, and <laughs> I'm offended. I can't get a girlfriend with a body like this. Um, yeah, she needs to be removed. Just making my self-image. You know what I mean? That's what it's coming to. Yep. Fucking nothing against Taylor Swift, by the way. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm not a fan of her. I've nothing against her personally. I'm just not into her music. Yeah. Um. Now, did he, now the continuity in this one is spot on. And I had to tell my mom about this one. She. She forgot the crystal skull, which most people did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't. I enjoyed it. But this is 12 years later from the crystal skull. Um, crystal skull is 57. This is 69. Yes, after what flash forward after the opening segment. Yeah. So people forgot crystal skull or never saw it or whatever. Didn't realize he was fired from his prestigious university job that's correct yeah so they kept that so for 10 years he's been working at this lowbrow university in the city yeah new york yeah in new york so they kept that true to what he once was and i like that i like that the he's kind of well he's hit rock bottom at this point because we'll find out marion's leaving him and we'll find out what happened to mutt but yeah, so we see him this this great swashbuckling adventurer on this train, and then boom, cut to the Beatles' Magic Mystery Tour. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and he's sitting there in his boxers, and he just looks fucking weathered. To be fair, he he was seventy nine when this was filmed, so you know, um, yeah, <laughs> Harrison. But but you know, he looks well still for his age. You know, yeah, he does. Looks great. But you get what they're trying to do. Yes. Um, our our hero, without the cape, you know, this is what he's become. Mm-hmm. Depressed. Drinking. Lonely. This is finally, and what works for this Indiana Jones, he finally gets his arc. Because Indiana Jones never really had, pardon the pun, <laughs> mm-hmm. he does get his arc. <laughs> the first one. Uh <laughs> That was funny. Come on, Trevor. Yeah, that was a, not bad. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That was good. Not bad. But this is. It took the five films for him to come complete circle, and to get this. You know, the ending that. Uh, well, we'll come to the ending. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Well deserved. Yeah. Which, which we'll get. We'll get into more deep detail on that one. But this is where we meet Helena or Wombat, and she's trying to convince him. We need to get the Dial of Destiny, and he actually has the half part, which we, I saw coming. I knew she was playing him. 
I knew she knew he had the half part. He didn't bury it or throw it away in the river. He had it the whole time. He hid it. What do you think and, of Helena, the character? Um, she, it, she, I hated her at first, but I think that was the point of the writing. That was the point of the direction she was given because I think she was manipulative. I thought she was cocky and arrogant. And Smoke. Kind of like, kind of like Indy <laughs> back in the old days. Mm-hmm. But... But that's the character because she turns. She goes. She turns. She she herself has a really good arc, which and, comes good. Yeah. Which yeah. So I become really. I, I could see her doing other stuff. I don't know the actress. Phoebe um, Waller Bridge. Yeah, but she, she was good at it. She's very good at it. Um, uh, um to, to be honest, uh, I he was my main concern going into it, but um, maybe my expectations were so low. Oh, you know, concerning her character, I don't know. But um, yeah, she was. Yeah, she, she is annoying, but not as annoying as I thought she would be. Yeah. Um, again, the annoying could be part of the way it's written. You know, it's kind of like you don't know if is it her or is it the. It's her writing. sort of stick as well, playing. The, I mean, I, she's well known for this um, comedy series, Fleabag. I've never seen it, but I have seen clips of it, so can't comment. But she has this, you know, sort of posh, sort of. Um, very British sort of, you know, voice and stuff. I don't know. I can't really comment fairly on her because I haven't seen her in enough stuff. But she is, she, she, she is a bit annoying in this. Well, she's sitting down with him. I caught this the second time, and she's trying to convince him to help her get the, you know, the second piece. Mm-hmm. And she makes the line. Indy goes to her and goes, "Your father was obsessed with this thing." Your father pretty much died being obsessed with this thing around your childhood. Yeah, drove him half insane. Yeah. Drove him half insane. Why do you want to continue this? Why are you making this your legacy or whatever? And then she says, wouldn't you have done the same thing? And I thought about it. He did. And Last Crusade? Last Crusade because the father was obsessed with the Holy Grail. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's little nods to the originals if you just kind of give it a, a second viewing. Yeah, they're more subtle. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's nice. So, we meet the bad guys. Now, they're playing off this theory of what the, what the CIA called paperclips. Have you heard about this? Yes, Operation Paperclip. Yep. Yeah, paperclips were... Nazi scientists. Yep. Nazi scientists brought over the U.S. to help fund the NASA space yes. program. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're playing on here. Now, the girl in it, she's CIA. Yes. And so's Boyd Holbrook's character. He's CIA, but he turns as a, nippy, a Nazi sympathizer. Uh, I can't say it. A Nazi sympathizer? Sympathizer, right? Uh, but no, I don't think he is CIA. I think he, he he was just um, basically Voller. He was one of Voller's men. He he was basically a uh, he was always with, but along with Voller. But I think they were they they had they, they were working with the CIA to try and track down the dial. But they were just using the CIA. Okay, that's why. So Mason, yes. she was the only CIA, the somewhat good one. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of those guys at at in this scene in New York. There's a few of them um, of the the sort of henchmen who are CIA, but the other ones, you know that big, 
bastard. Um, Hawk, Hawk. Yeah, yeah, I love Hawk. Um, he's like seven foot two or something in real life. Fuck. Yeah, I thought he was CGI. Sometimes he's no, oh, that's him. No, no, he's a real person. Seven foot two, built like an absolute tank. Um, but yeah, um, they were like basically Voller's men. It was a mix of Voller's men and CIA. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, and then Clobber is Holbrook. So if his name's Clobber, he must be German then. Um, so no, no, he was, his character, I believe his character is American, sure, at, in the scene with, uh, um, you know, at the start where he's sitting, you know, in the office, whenever um, Voller is being interviewed in the hotel room, you see him with the, like, German for dummies, he's learning German, he was basically, oh, that's right, yeah, he was basically okay. American, but he was like a, a neo-Nazi, he was basically, um, I don't know, brainwashed by Voller or whatever. Well, he must have had German background, because his last name's Klaber. Well, possibly, yeah. Um, Clobber Hawk will be the main ones next to Baller. Mm-hmm. And then Mason is the one uh, who gets it. Yes. All right. So this leads up to the the chase scene uh, with the horses. I thought was fun. Now, guys, let's talk CGI here. Now, they tried their best not to use CGI. The only time they used CGI was with what we talked about with Crystal Skull. They actually filmed the sequences it, and this was all done in Glasgow. Yeah, real locations. Time. Yeah, real locations. So everything you're seeing is legit, but the flags and stuff like that, and seeing the arms, you know, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and the truck. That's little things like that. They have to pepper in, but the stunts you're seeing actually did happen. And uh, I actually Harrison Ford didn't watch his own stunts. The horses, right? Besides a c- couple things. So, yeah, I mean, think like obviously the train was, you know, whenever, or the, you know, the subway train, you know, obviously they didn't, didn't have like a 79-year-old Harrison Ford, you know, um, well, you know yeah, 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 being chased by a train essentially um, up the subway, you know. Uh, but I really enjoyed it and I thought it was a, it was a fun chase to get the, the, the set, the, you know, the Not second bad. act uh, into place. It was a nice way to get to uh, point A to point B so he can get to... Uh, wombat, um, and see and see what's going on exactly with her. Yeah, because now she's kind because of, talking about how, how how you kind of didn't like her in the beginning. I didn't because she pretty much pretty much has him killed. Mm-hmm. When she locks him in that room when he gives her the dial of destiny, and they were gonna gun him down. Oh what? So if it wasn't for the bookshelf escapism. <laughs> well, you know, well he, you know and he's very resourceful with all sorts of things so rubber dinghies jumping out of planes or whatever <laughs> he, he wouldn't have got away so it's like right right at this point there's a love hate with her mm-hmm. was where I'm at with her and but either way the, uh, the chase scene was nice now you brought up the the scene where Clobber's looking to speak German he's reading yes. from the book there now, fine, and I liked all the villains besides Last Crusade. Those two sucked, but the villains in this one are definitely the most brutal and more violent. They kill a lot more people. There's proper threat from them. There's proper threat, and especially Mads. And when I say that, it's just his performance and subtlety. Oh, he's he's absolutely superb. There's, a scene that creeps the fuck out of me and the same time you want to rip his fucking throat out. And it's where he's talking to the waiter. Yes. Yes. When he comes in and he sets down his food and he asks the gentleman, 
did you serve? And he says yes. Yeah. And he goes, uh, what did you say? Something about about well, he asked him where you where are you from. He goes, I'm from like the Bronx or New York or something. He goes, no, where are your people really from? Because you know, obviously, it was the whole. It, it harks back to the whole Nazis master race thing, you know. Yeah. He basically, he's, you know, um, and because the because the the waiter is black. Yes. Yeah. So he's playing that card yeah, as well. Exactly. And then he says, "Some um, did you serve in the war in World War Two?" And he goes, "Yes, um, some I think Normandy or something." And um, he goes, "Did you, are you enjoying your victory?" And he goes, "And but he said then say something about you know basically um, you didn't win the war, you know Hitler lost it." Yeah, just it in just it was just a line delivery. Yeah, oh. just so it was almost like a professor having a conversation with the student. Yeah. And it was just so creepy. He's just so he's just Mads is is a fucking superstar. He, you know, know what I mean. He is such a professional and such. It's it's just so sinister. He's so sinister as a villain. You know, he's just. uh, I think he's one of the greatest actors out there today. I haven't seen him enough. He did a film. I think I mentioned the podcast. It's so fucking good. Oh my god! I don't have IMBD open. Is it is it called Pusher? No. Right. See, see. Whenever um, I was like in my late teens, early twenties, I went through this sort of phase where I was watching a lot of crime and sort of gangster type films, you know, Tarantino and all that sort of thing. But I remember um, watching a Danish um, crime sort of drug sort of you know criminal crime film, um, gangster type film. Um, called Pusher back in the 1990s. Well, it wasn't until years later when I was just like looking up on the internet, you know, about it and stuff, that I realized it actually stars Mads, a young Mads, in one of his first roles. Oh, okay. No, no, this one was called, God, I got it. Guys, you gotta see this film. It's fucking nuts. It's something, it's almost, and he's Danish, right? Yes, he's Danish, yes. So it's a Danish Tarantino style film. It's so fucking awesome. The the blend of comedy and violence. It's and I hope to see more from this director. It's called Writers of Justice. Right? I'll have to Guys check out. wanna watch Mad Milkison. Like I said, it's a comedy of these likable buffoons who something something goes wrong and think snowball. Right, yeah. Yeah. You guys want to watch it? You gotta check it out. It's 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 a good time. Riders of Justice, Mads Milkerson came out in two, 2020. Right, right. I'll, I'll have to check that out myself. Um, I what did I see it? I think I, I think it's um. Yeah, it's not, you can rent it on Prime, but you know whatever way. He was absolutely superb as the um, younger Hannibal Lecter in the series as well. Hannibal. Yeah, rumor, rumor has it they might be bringing that back. I hope so. I hope so. Him, Mads, and Fuller have been pushing to get that back. Yeah. Is it Fuller who's shown? Yes, Brian Fuller. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, Brian Fuller's got his hands full of the new Friday 13th and all, but mm-hmm. he is, because Mads kind of made a big resurgence, and yeah, they said, why not do one more season? Like, end it. Well, yes, because it was cancelled too early. It was cancelled because, basically, um, there was low viewing figures. Uh, but the the story hadn't been properly wrapped up, so we're, we're the fans of the series, which I was, um, are definitely sort of due another season at least. And the great thing about um, whereas Hopkins sort of Hannibal Lecter became almost you know a pantomime villain, 
Um, there was just something so much more sinister. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking Hopkins, um, Hannibal Lecter, or even Brian Cox's, you know, in Manhunter, who's superb. But it was like, um, with, with Mickelson, it was more of like this great mix of the sinister um, stuff that we got with Brian Cox. But also with the uh, you know that sly humor as well that we get with Hopkins as as Lecter, so yeah, he just nailed it. So he did. Um. Well, back to Indy here. Yep. We see Salah. God love him. He's so old now. Yeah, so yeah that babies. Was, that was one of the, the, the. That was not a problem I had with the film, but I found it. Um, but I I just found it sad seeing Indy. And Salah looking so old. I'm sorry. No, I, you know what? I agree with you. I was going to talk about this because, like Clint Eastwood, yeah, he always plays his age. Yes, always. He won't fucking be a big hero, and he does here too. Both of them. They even and as he goes, I brought my passport with me, Indy. I want that adventure back. Yeah, I, I hated that because I felt so sorry for him. Yeah, because he wanted that adventure back. In yes, him, that he that Indy always brought but him they to. Weren't and, young man anymore. Yeah, he says, uh, we're not young and we're not those men anymore. Mm-hmm. And as he says that, he walks almost gets hit by the car. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he goes, I miss the ocean. I miss, you know, this desert, you know, all this sort of thing. It was just, yeah, it's just, uh, overall, just that, that's one of my main issues. Again, it's not a critique of the film, or maybe it is, but my main issue is, is I just, I think the word to describe it would be bittersweet, you know? It's it is, of, but you got to realize that this is it. I mean, you can't... You, you, I'd rather have it than not. Yes. Um, yeah. But I hear your point. It, it makes... My mom always says, when you see these actors look their age, it makes us feel old. Yeah, exactly. You know? You know? So it, it's more of our internal clock. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that as well. But, you know, it's like, you know, as I, as I called him earlier, and he's, you know, the greatest action hero. But to see him sort of shuffling about with a bad back and shit, and, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah. You know, in that scene later on when they're in the cave climbing up the wall? Yeah, I love that part. We'll get to that one, though. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Um, but that's what I'm saying. The movie plays on his age. He's not trying to, oh, I'm, I'm still, I'm 78. I'm kicking some ass. No. He 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 knows his strength and weaknesses. I appreciate that. I, I, I definitely do. But at the same time, fuck, it's, it, it's, it can be a tough to watch. Nah, I still have a smile on my face. The old bastard still got it. <laughs> now, we're introduced to... Uh, gray area, but I enjoy him. He wasn't. It was a short round ripoff, and we're introduced to Teddy when he goes to get the uh, half the dial back from Wombat. Yeah. Otherwise, her name's Wombat. That's what he called her. He's the god. That's her goddaughter. So if you guys don't know who Wombat is, he pretty much called her that for the whole thing. Helena. Yeah. Helena is her actual name, but I'm just saying a Wombat. So. We introduced to Teddy. I liked him. I thought he was all right. He, he, uh, the, 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 no. problem, the problem with Teddy, for me, um, was while he's, you know, nothing against the kid, he seemed a, a likable enough kid, um, it, it, I just felt he was a pointless character. Um, and he wouldn't um, hold a torch to Short Round, who he's obviously inspired by. Um, I, I, I'm not knocking the kid, but I'm just saying it as I see it. Um, yeah, he's no Shorty. And it also, I think the character it's himself was just shoehorned in there and pointless, and could easily have been dropped from the script completely. Yeah, I you could I could take him or leave him. Um, there's even a line where she tells Indy, he's like, "Where'd you get him? Oh, he was he stole from me." Blah blah blah. Pickpocket. The exact yeah. the exact same thing that happened yep. to Indiana was short round, 
And I think they did that because they had to put, they were similar human beings. They were similar people. Mm-hmm. So that's why that was, that was shoot, he was shooting Horde in there to show the similarities of Wombat and himself. I think they originally had um, ideas of, um, once this film ended, of basically a Helena stroke Wombat, um, you know, continuation, maybe around films and TV series. So they were obviously possibly setting him up, you know, Teddy as her sidekick in any future films or TV shows. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if, I, I don't mind her. Um, I don't know if I could see a whole you need she, she. It could be just she. It's working well because her and Harrison Ford have good rat tat. But if you take Harrison Ford out of the mix, would you really want to just see her and Teddy? No, I would not at all. Yeah, I wouldn't so, pay money to see it. And rumor has it she's the new Tomb Raider. So I don't. No, think, it's not rumor. Apparently, apparently, it's true. Yeah, so she wouldn't be doing both. I don't think they ever plan to do it. Mm-hmm. Um. So this, I'm not gonna go over towns and fucking cities because this one I got a little lost. But it's all over, you know, Sicily and all these, uh, it's somewhere around Italy or whatever. It's yeah, located. Sicily. It's Sicily and, like, yeah, you end up in, um, yeah, Greece and all sorts and, yeah. Yeah, they're all, but I got I to gotta tell you, man, that, that fucking car chase was so good. It was, um, yeah. Aw, don't pause. No, 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 it was good, but I, I'm going to tell you one of the issues I have with the middle of film, in the middle of the film, essentially, Apart from the opening segment and the um, finale, both of which I loved, the main issue that I had with the film, and I think where the film falls short, is it's not directed by Spielberg. Spielberg has a certain knack of doing these, and yeah, and you can, I, I know it's so. It, now, don't get me wrong; these are general, generally well-directed action sort of, you know, fun scenes. I'm not, I'm not denying that, but they, just, they miss Spielberg's touch for an Indiana Jones film. No, I think it works. I think they did. I Mongol they, they, really they did a work, nice job. They would work. Yes, no, no, he did, and it would work for any other action film, and any other film that would be seen as wow, that was great and all. But with Indy, you, you know, the bar has to be raised, um, and that was always the case with Indy. The bar was always raised, and the person, the only, the only person I think who can raise the bar is Spielberg. What 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 do they not raise? I don't know. Spielberg has just this sort of knack. Those, of, those little, those little car chases and those little no, they were pathways. fun. They were fun. They were good. But what else did he need? Spielberg, because Spielberg does what? Spielberg, they just felt a bit generic. And but Spielberg, he always does something that you're not expecting and something different. And where these felt to me, okay, I'm again, they still work, um, and they're still fun. But with Spielberg, they're always a bit different and a, just a, and a bit more exciting and a bit more unexpected. You know, stuff happens that, are, that is unexpected. All right. Well, okay. Fair enough. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> just, All yeah. right. Now, he got third billing in the film. I don't get it. Neither does Antonio Madaris. <laughs> yeah. He said, I, I just did it for a cameo. He wanted to be in an Indiana Jones film. Uh, but I do like the character of Ronaldo. He's uh, Antonio Madaris' character. Um. This whole scene really works for me. I didn't think I liked it. The first time I saw it, I was like, uh, the, the, but I do like diving the, scene. Yeah. I, didn't I, like, was, I, don't, I don't like it. It feels weird. Uh, I, I liked it because A, you finally get the arc for Wombat and it deals with the snakes, the eels. I thought was funny. Yeah. And 
No, I actually really enjoyed it. And then they had the playful banter of her, you know, break, you know, giving away the coordinates of where the di- other part of the dial is or whatever. No, and, no, I, but I, she's lying. I, I, I thought the whole. I like like okay. Well, so when they go down to get the eel, they go down like to get the uh, thingy, the map. Yes. And the eels come out. Ugh, I hate eels. Oh, no, see, I don't mind the scene overall. Whenever, but I, don't, I prefer it when they're on the boat. Um, but whenever they were underwater, I couldn't really see who was behind what mask and who was doing what. Um, oh, I could. He had the big grey hair, so you, you knew. Yeah, that well, you could see Harrison, but yeah, it was just a bit. Mm, it was just. A, you didn't need to because the. Uh, well, first of all, I don't know why the other two were there. They didn't need to be there. Yeah. Um, you just needed him. It was just pretty much him and her. You focused on. Because they kind of stayed behind a little bit, uh, Ronaldo and his buddy. Yes. And so when he gets attacked by the eels, she leaves him, grabs just grabs the map and leaves him. But then she knows she's got to go back to help him. Yeah. Boom! Right there. All right. Yeah. She's cool. I I got her back now. So that's why the scene was important to me. And again, we have to do something with snakes. Yeah. So it was a good way of doing that, and you felt sorry for him there because. Here's a guy you just said to yourself that seeing him age and fucking eels and he can't get out of this, <laughs> he needs somebody help. And usually that's not what happens. Yeah. Usually he gets him. He gets himself out in some stupid way. Yeah. So he actually needs her to help him, and so I think it was showing a more vulnerable side of Indiana Jones. And a lot of people might not like that because that's not Indiana. He's you know Indiana, but he's at the age, and they're playing that, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. I, I did like the scene where Helen, him and Helena have a heart-to-heart and he talks about what happened to Mutt. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I was in the theatre and I choked up. Yeah, it's very well played by um, Harrison Ford, but then it's Harrison Ford and you would expect that. Um, it's Well, I think it's well played on both parts because when she, she's being a smart-ass, mm-hmm. um, what would you do? Would you not blah, blah? Yeah, would if you, you could travel in time, yeah. Yeah, would you not let him do this? And she goes, I would go back to tell him, don't sign up because he's you're, he's going to die. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, damn. And they wrote the character in like that because he was always very, um, you know, they were always at each other's throats. Yes. Like they were in the last one. So they played on that and he just signed up just to piss him off. And that's what he says. And now I lost Marion. I've lost my son. And the way he's, and again, going back to him being more vulnerable mm-hmm. and really giving this character a story arc that you've never seen in the well, other ones. A bit ones. of humanity, a bit, more of, a bit more humanity, yeah. Yeah, you, they, we talked about Last Crusade, which is a wonderful film, don't get me wrong, but the jokes wouldn't stop. Yeah. And when you finally did have some vulnerable moments, you, you didn't appreciate them as much. Mm-hmm. This nails it. I choked up and I said, fuck, I feel sorry. I hate, I didn't like Mutt that much. But I just thought it was, how are they going to write this off? Was it just going to, oh, he's off in college or whatever? No, they they hit a home run with what they did. I would have brought Mutt back for this film. Serious. Um, they could have even um, had it where he was missing in action, presumed dead. And then I, I, I would have given Marion a much bigger role in this film. That most definitely, I think she actually kind of almost shafted to a certain extent uh, by not getting um, a bigger role in this film. Uh, no, you, what were you going to do? Well, you could have had her just maybe and give her more scenes at least. I don't know. No, because that would ruin the impact of what's going to happen at the end yeah, of this film. Well, I know and that, that, and that ending certain aspects of it. 
But I, I would have brought Mutt back in some way as well. Maybe even at yeah, the end. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Yeah. He's right now, and I don't know Shea LaBeouf, and I don't know his personal life. I'm not getting well, into Shea it. Well, Shea LaBeouf is obviously an his, issue. Yes. Yeah, his personal life is yes. in shambles. He's very hard to work with. He put down the film. Yes, I know. When, that's why Spielberg so, fell out with him. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, you, you bit the hand. Yes. I, I understand that, yeah. Um, but it's, I'm sort of thinking in a sort of perfect world where... Um, Sheila Booth and Steven Spielberg hadn't fallen out and you know I'm sort of idealizing it in my head but yes you know. maybe we get the dial of destiny yeah and go back and stop Sheila Booth from being a dick yeah <laughs> shut the fuck up who are you I'm Trevor from Citizen Frame yeah. just shut your fucking mouth enjoy the film give it good press yeah. you'll be fine the best about it is he didn't actually slag the film he slagged his own performance in it yeah, still. Yeah. You don't do that. Uh, but do uh, that. yeah, uh, but Spielberg didn't appreciate it, and he basically fell out with him. I think Spielberg said, "There's a time to be human, and there's a time to shut your mouth and just let me promote the film." You know. Yeah. 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 Um, but he did know, the same. He did the same thing. He did the same thing to Megan Fox. Yeah. Uh, well, when she I'd, when she said Michael Bay was like working with Hitler. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Steven Spielberg's like, "Okay, you're done, princess." Yes. Yes. And yeah, that's right. Um, but um, yeah, I mean. I, I definitely think um, Marion deserved to be in this film more. It wouldn't work, but that's okay. Um, the cave scene. Cave scene is so much fun because I always said I always like my sets that are in the sets that are in the location. Yeah. Can I just can I just step back a bit? Um, whenever um, they have that scene where um, Mads kills Antonio Banderas' character, uh, just to add to the story, we're talking about the realism and the more grounded aspect. Yeah, yeah. Later on in the book, where yeah. Wombat, whenever they're escaping, and um, Helena and Teddy are like laughing and joking and stuff, um, there's a brilliant line where um, Harrison mm-hmm. Ford and he turns around and says, I've just seen my friend murdered, you know? And yeah, it's like fucking get a grip, woman. <laughs> you know, he's basically saying. Yeah, exactly. And that's a perfect. I, I should have copped that myself. I don't know why I didn't bring it up. Because again, talking about consequences yes and this is him dealing with everything that he kind of didn't have to mortality our own mortality yeah he didn't have to deal with this yes. because he was just a pure magician yes good <laughs> you know at this point so now he's dealing with all these people dying around him exactly he's mortality. coming of an age yeah and this i mean that and that's it is and then also it brings to the point that these guys are ruthless yes I mean, they shot that woman in the back, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, in, and she was just the, like the secretary. Yeah, and then they shot the, prof- the other professor. Yes. Um, they're killing everything that moves. They killed the CIA agent mm-hmm. who actually was against most. They didn't. She, mm-hmm. she was kind of half bad, half good. Yes. Yeah. She but was like helping they, them. Yeah. They shot her. Gun. They shot her point blank. Brutally. Yeah. And the, going to the cave scene, this poor fucking ticket guy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, gets his head blown off. Yeah, can I just say as well that what that there's? A, I know this is just this sounds really random, because it's very very rare these days that in a mainstream sort of Hollywood film or TV show or whatever that you see someone smoking. Mads Mikkelsen is smoking on this cigarettes. Um, so I just thought that was actually pretty cool and ballsy. Uh, I know it's a, it's a it's a random sort of small thing, but it it, it adds to the authenticity of the character, you know, uh, where. Guys spoke like trains back then. And yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah that worked for me. <laughs> well, German smoke. Yeah. Well, well, they they still to this day. It was the 60s. Everybody smoked. 
No, well, then even that, they all... Teddy should have just... had Teddy smoking. He goes, to be really yeah. authentic, because fucking kids back then smoke like trains. Yeah, but Spielberg wouldn't let that happen. No, I know. You. But it was good to see Mads um, smoking, puffing, puffing away on one. So we get into the cave, and one thing was missing, what I always say about my Indiana Jones, and this might be the Spielberg touch you were talking about, maybe not during the chase scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm missing my booby traps. Yes, they're very. There's uh, there isn't booby any. traps are scarce here. Yeah, there really isn't any. And there's a few there's insects, no, but no, that was just. Uh, but they were just. It was like, uh, that was just a uh, Temple of Doom insect thing. cameos, basically. <laughs> yeah, these guys were in Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah. Say that hello. was well, that was like their their grand, um, you know, their grandson insect. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do like when. It's funny because oh, it's kind of bittersweet with me. Yeah, totally. Because you have the biggest guy, um, and he is fucking huge. This guy. Oh, he's like, and he gets a shitty death. Actually, you know, it's a good death, but I almost wanted Indiana Jones to give this death. Yeah, well, this but is the thing. Give it to Teddy, and I do like the way he does take him out. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. Um, in every Indiana Jones film before this. There is, and, and this film is missing it. Andy always has a fight, like Pat Roach and stuff, um, with a henchman. Um, and also, either a henchman or a, vil- or a villain dies a really over-the-top gory death. You don't get that in this film, which I missed. I do like his death, though. But it's kind of, you're right, it's kind of bittersweet. In all fairness, and the great thing about it, when Indiana Jones escapes them from the parade, he gives them, he clocks them pretty good. Yeah. So he can still throw a punch, I just don't think the fight would be it'd be a little silly. Well, so I think that's yeah. why they kind of we can't do it with this not 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 this guy. Well, you could have had Jones, you know, Indiana Jones like trick him in some way. I'm not talking about actually sort of beating him in a fist fight because I mean, fucking the one's beating that big bastard in a in a fist fight, and I mean no one. But he could have had him, tri- you know, like beat him like through cunning or just being you know clever or whatever. I know get a rock dropped on his head or something. But to have him fucking die at the hands of Teddy, fuck's sake. Know what I mean? Um, you know, Andy should have fought him. And also, um, you know, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, we had the Ark opening and, and the faces melting. Um, Temple of Doom, it's just a complete horror film throughout. You know, there's loads of gore and stuff. Uh, and the third one, Last Crusade, we had Donovan's face, you know, sort of turned into a skeleton really over the top. Crystal Skull we had the Russian henchman being, you know, sort of killed by all the giant killer ants. And this we didn't have anything, you know, like a real like gruesome over the top death. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's a tough death getting it that way. Uh, yeah, yes, I know do. that. But it was just uh, I was wanting something more absurd and over the top that we've gotten all all the other previous films. Plus a fight well, with Indy and the yeah, henchman. Yeah, no I I'll give you that. I mean I will. I mean but I think they did it just for age-wise. Mm-hmm. There's no point he's taking on this guy. So I think they just went the uh, simpler route, which I still think works, the handcuffing him underneath the water. That would suck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I suppose there is something sort of ironic about such a big bastard being sort of killed eventually by a kid. By the shortest guy. Yeah. All right, so this leads us to the finale. The Battle of Syracuse. Yes. Archimedes. They go back in time. At first, I was scared. Mm-hmm. I I thought they were going to go back to save Mutt. Well, you'd think that's <laughs> and, what Andy would and, want to do. I wouldn't 
It would have been stupid as fuck. No, it would have been. It would have been. But I mean, from Indy's point of view, I mean, he's already stated it in the film that he would want to go back in time. But yeah, yeah but basically, Voller wants to go back to 1939, kill Hitler, become the Führer, and win World yeah. War Two himself. Yes. Um. But let me get this. So they go, now this whole sequence, as silly as it is, it's so fucking beautifully shot. Everything about oh, it, it's yeah. just beautiful. I love when he, <laughs> you got the fucking uh, big spear guns. Yeah, the Romans and stuff. The yeah. Romans have these big spear guns on their uh, Viking ships, wherever they are. Yeah. And firing into the plane and taking guys out of <laughs> the plane. And then you have uh, uh, Wombat, who snuck on. And she pretty much kills the entire Nazi people that are on the plane by opening up the uh, the chute drop, mm-hmm. the, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. the missile drop. Uh, it's just pure chaos. And at the same time, Harrison Ford is trying to, you know, we, this is, we, he's he doesn't know what to do. Away. He's, he's just in shock at what he's seeing. Yes. And he sells it by like what we're seeing. We're like, what the fuck? And he's like, what the fuck? You know, the way I read spoilers, I knew this was going to happen and I'm pissed off at myself for reading it because if I hadn't have known about this, I would have been blown away by it. And I would have loved it even more. I, I still loved it, but yeah, I, I, um, I could punch, I could slap myself for reading. You know, I, I do that. I'm just a, um, a, a bit of an asshole like that. Um, <coughs> I knew it was going to happen, um, but I wish you hadn't have known. Yeah, because you're an idiot. <laughs> you're a douche. <laughs> well, I didn't. You read. You like to read fucking spoilers. I know it's yeah, yeah. It's a habit I'm trying to make or break. Make. So they they jump out of a parachute and. Their plane crashes, killing um, Clubber and uh, and uh, Doctor uh, Vollmer. Yes. Now, usually you want to see some cool deaths with these guys. Yeah. But you don't. But I you know. do see the aftermath, and I like that. I mean, when you look at Mad's body, it's just broken. ripped up yeah. and broken and mangled, and then you see Clobber. He's lying dead there too. But I think they could have gave Clobber because he was the brutal one. He killed more people. Yeah. I'd rather have seen him and Indy fight it out yeah. and get his comeuppance with one of the big spears or something and get him sucked out of the exactly. plane this is rather what, than yeah. just plane crash. Yeah, it, it that, was just that's such a, a cheat. That's a, a cheat to me. For, that's a cheat. For an, for an Indiana Jones film, for the villains had such a, a weak death in the end. The, the, the plane crash, that's it. Um, usually with Indiana Jones, it's something like, um, like you know, Tot's face melting after opening up the ark or whatever, you know. Um, but again, it's, it still sticks true. They die by their own hands. Yes, yes, I know that. Yeah, but um, you know, I want—I just wanted something more over the top. You know what I mean? And Temple of Doom, we had you know Mullah Ram, you know, f- falling off into you know a river of crocodiles and stuff. You know, falling off the cliff. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but you know, what we got was the playing crash. Um. So, let's talk about the dial thing. Yes. Archimedes. Archimedes, yes, right? Yep, yes. Yep. He created it because remember yep. we Indy catches the bo- the when they find the dial of destiny at the body of Archimedes, they see a watch. Yes. And then on the plane, they he actually sees the same watch on Mad's hands. Yes, that's correct. Yep. So Indy knew something's up here. Yes. Um, because when he goes to the dead body of Doctor Vollmer, Archimedes, he takes the watch. Yes. That is now buried with him in the present. Yeah. So, but anyways, when Wombat's begging him, Indiana Jones, to stay, and I'll tell you right now, 
It's not going to happen. Uh, he won't be nominated for anything. But Harrison Ford, again, you choke up. Yeah. He's just, and he pretty much is crying at this point, mm-hmm. saying, I've got nothing left. Mm-hmm. This is where I belong. Yeah. And she's you know, convincing him. Is it true that the Dial of Destiny was only supposed to bring them back to Archimedes, it, it, not anywhere else? Yes, that's, that's what that's he correct. said? Yeah. It, it basically, Archimedes created it um, so that it, it could only go to a single point in time, which was, in this case, it was like 1969, and could only ever, it could only go back and forward from two separate points in time, the battle, the, the, the battle between the Greeks and the Romans that we see, and also um, 1969. V- Voller got it wrong. He thought that it could um, travel to anywhere in, ta- um, in time. He got that part of it wrong. There's also a big thing with the grand. Do you know what the grandfather paradox is? No. No. Well, it's basically where it's basically if it's the whole time travel thing. It's a paradox where if you go back in time and and murder your own grandfather, you will um, not exist to actually go back in time and murder your own grandfather. It doesn't make sense. It's a paradox, but with um, he. Uh, basically, Archimedes gets the idea for the design of the dial from his own dial that Indiana Jones has, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? And also the watch, you know? Yeah. To, to fin- oh, yeah, but how could he finish it if he never had it? Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, we could, well, we, we, won't, we won't overanalyze it. Oh, yeah, Yo, you, go, you go crazy. It, it's, a part of, it's a time travel grandfather paradox, yep. Um... I like the fact she's arguing with him and then she just fucking clocks him. And then you wake up back to his old apartment in the city. Yes, in 1969. Yeah, yeah. but he's got all of his medicine He's because he was shot and Mm a little piece of the spear is there. I I don't know where you got that from, but okay. (laughs) Um, And and then comes Marion. Yep. And and then they they reenact the scene that was on the 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 ship, the Raiders of Lost Ark. Where doesn't it hurt? Here, yeah, right here. Uh, I I I I choked up, man. It's very bittersweet. I I I was like, fuck, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. And then there's Sala. He walks down the stairs singing that song he sang in Raiders. Yep. And uh, it clocks out with the hat. On the clothesline, Uh, man, it's uh, wonderful. One of I I just uh. bittersweet. Um, overall, I loved the opening and um, I thought it was a great finale. Um, I would have liked to obviously in the finale to have seen more sort of gory over the top deaths for the villains, but uh, I do have issues in the middle. But uh, I think I'd be I could um, best sum it up as bittersweet. Yeah, I mean I I. I I probably like it a lot more than you did. I liked everything about it. Um, it's got some issues. Uh, and the big one, I couldn't believe this one. I can't believe I'm saying this. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the John Williams score. Oh, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was effective it was, enough. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was Raiders score, but it didn't have that punch during all the chase scenes that you'd always have when you watch it on, 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 on other, uh, you know, series. It just, it just seemed to be there. I didn't notice it, which is rare. I'm not a big fan of Teddy. Doesn't doesn't make it for me. Doesn't break it for me. But he doesn't make it either. Um, I thought the deaths between the two baddies could have been. I thought Clobber should have got a better death, 
And then yeah. you can kill Dr. Vollmer in the plane crash. That's fine. Uh, but Clobber is one who killed a lot of people. So I would like to have seen him get it. And I would like to have seen more of the Antonio Bondarius character. I kind of liked him. So I think he was just kind of one and done. And if he is third billing, it's weird because maybe there was more to it and they just edited it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a flashback and how these guys met or something because they're supposedly good friends for all these years. Uh, but really what works for this film, it's not even the action, believe it or not. It's just the whole arc for the Indiana Jones character. It is brutally written, wonderfully acted by Harrison Ford. You, I've never, you feel, I mean, I usually have a smile on my face when I'm watching the Indiana Jones film and I just go get him, Indiana. But this one, you, you, it tugs at your heartstrings. Not because, yeah, because it's the final one, of course, but mainly because of what this man has gone through to entertain us. For you know all these years, and I mean that not as a viewer watching the movie, but what the unappreciation that this man has done for his country, and for all of it, you know what I mean. And also his Harrison journey. Ford as well. And well, yeah, but I'm I, I I'm talking about as as the character. Oh yes, yes. Because he's been fired from his job, he's lost his, his kid in Vietnam, and he's done all this great for the, for the, for the world. Oh yeah. Of saving people from the Nazis, he saved the, the world thuggies. multiple times. <laughs> yeah, and at least five. Get, and what does he get? He gets nothing out of it, but he doesn't care. He just wants he Marion back. Want, he wouldn't want anything anyway. Yeah, and you finally get that whole journey with him. Yeah, and at the end, all he wanted was Marion back, yes, and he got it. Yeah, because Indy would actually, he just wants a quiet life ultimately. You know what I mean? Because he's kind of grumpy and cynical anyway, you know, and he wants to, you know. Um, keep things simple. He wouldn't want the the fame and fortune. I know it's referenced in the earlier films, but um, ultimately he just wanted Marion. Yes, I agree with that. Um, yeah, um, it, it's generally uh, an, an entertaining action film, but it misses Spielberg badly for me. I think it's the weakest of the five, but still a good generally film. Um, but Spielberg's missed. All righty. Um, uh, weakest of the five. They're all very good yes, films. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't think it's the weakest. W- which one do you think is the weakest? I'm still saying Last Crusade. Right, right. I would. I said that with the Christopher Skull. I thought that was a slightly better film than Last Crusade. And a lot of people are going to boo me on that. I just think it was too Laurel and Hardy. Mm-hmm. I... And the villains were fucking awful. So when you see these villains bring their A game, I'd move this. Oh, oh yeah, Last Crusade would still be my worst. This would be, be Last Crusade, this one, Crystal Skull, Temple of Doom Raiders. Well, uh, strangely with me, it, I was thinking about this, um, out of the whole five um, films, I think the, 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 the best in order of release, Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark, which uh, I think is the best of the bunch, followed by Temple of Doom, followed by Last Crusade, th- then Crystal Skull, then Dalla Destiny. Um, yeah. There you go. Okay. That's fine. That's fair enough. I think people are going to disagree with you. Uh, I think a lot of people think this is going to be a lot better than Crystal Skull. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I know that um, seeing reviews, a lot of people are sort of saying it's on a same, it's on a par with um, Crystal Skull. So, yeah, th- there's there's definitely people that are a bit torn. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, can I just say as well, Toby Jones is always fun to watch as well, and I really enjoyed him in that episode of Doctor Who, Amy's Choice. Uh, yes, he's actually really good in it as a Dream Lord. Just had to get that in to wind you up. <laughs> I wish I had the Dial of Destiny so I can recast uh, my, the co-host of Citizen Frame. 
Well, Chuck, Chuck, uh-huh. Chuck would have said Toby Jones is great, and he is great in that episode of Doctor Who as the Dream Lord. But yeah, I mean, he's great, and he's in the mist and all and stuff like that. Yes, but uh, yeah, and, and the Indiana Jones always did well casting besides Last Crusade. Yeah. So that, uh, they have it. Uh, either way, guys, it can't even rate these films. They're all good stories. They're all good fun. You enjoy every one of them. Um, to rate them is almost wrong because this franchise, like I mentioned before we started, is my favorite franchise of all time. And thanks to this one, it stays that way. So I'm very pleased that they ended on a high note. Um, been very happy with some of the stuff they've done with my franchises. I'm happy with how they went Halloween. You and I both talked about that. Yeah, you and yeah. I both agreed. They did a nice uh, swan song with Michael Myers. They did a nice swan song with Indiana Jones. And, well, they're still continuing Scream, but I'm still enjoying them. <laughs> um, so they've, they've treated my franchises pretty well. So I'm looking forward to see what they do. They start rebooting some new one franchises that I like so much, like Friday 13's coming and, and so forth. So it should be interesting. Yeah. But uh, that's it. We're done with Indiana Jones. We're going to do a Mission Impossible retrospective, but because we're so crunched for time, we're just going to kind of slowly do one. So we're going to do one one a month until we lead up to the new one when it probably hits video on demand at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got a lot of juggling around we got to do and got some uh, requests of some films that want to get done. So we're going to focus on that. So we got, we're going to heap, Go back to horror. So we're going to do a little Dario Argento, uh, Deep Red. Uh, my favorite Dario Argento film. It is, I haven't watched it in a long time, so I'm looking forward to revisiting that one. And then we'll hit the first Mission Impossible, of course. Uh, and then take it from there. Cool. That's all I got. This has been a longer one, guys. Probably because of our rant in the beginning. A bunch of all you haters out there. <laughs> I won't edit it. I think I made a fair point. Yeah, I just I'm sorry, guys, if you were offended by it, but I think anyone who listens to this podcast know our love for film comes first, and so anyone whose whose goal is to sit out there and destroy it from or to hate on it before it even comes out, I'm going to stick up for it. Don't review anything based on a trailer, please. Don't be a bully. Yeah, we don't need that shit. Even if you're making a shitload of money at it, fucking be a better person and wait till the film comes out, and you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, do you? Know, I would never disrespect the lighthouse. <laughs> I can't finish the sentence. I would never disrespect the lighthouse until I saw it. Yeah, and I can't unsee it. That horrible train wreck of a film. If you could go back but in time, I Kieran. saw the film. I saw the film, and if I had the dial of destiny, I go back and slap the director in the face and go, <laughs> "No." Well, it's like you know that whole sort of question where people say, you know, if you could go. go could go back in time, you know, he would assassinate Hitler. Um, Kieran would go back in time and assassinate Robert Eagers before he made the lighthouse. Fucking <laughs> oh, hell. He better. I, we have this argument. Him and Ari Lester, I think, is proven to be a dud. But Edgar still, uh, he still got the witch on, on, on board, even though it has, you know, what? tree, tree stumps. I love stuff all, all his films, but you know but, what? Yeah. Nosferatu's coming out, yeah. So I'm gonna give him, you know, you got you got our boy back, Willem Dafoe, and I think Nicholas Holtz in that. And yes. You got the guy who played Pennywise, Stormare, or whatever. Yes. Scarsgard. Yeah. Uh, um, Scarsgard. Yeah. Yeah. So, gotta give him credit for casting. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That's it. All right, guys, we're out of here. Have a good one. Oh wait, don't forget you can follow us on Facebook. And, of course, Citizen Frame underscore podcast on Instagram. 
Thank you guys for listening to this one. It has been a complete pleasure. I am so pleased I enjoyed it. The last Indiana Jones film especially. And uh, that's all I have. Take care.